Dr. Rick Barnett here, licensed psychologist, doctorate, licensed alcohol and drug counselor, addictions expert, doing another podcast on the curious case of craving. We all know what it's like to crave something, but what makes craving so curious? There's a quote by Gabor Mate, a well-known contemporary psychiatrist and author, and he writes, the difference between passion and addiction is that of a spark that inspires and a flame that incinerates. Again, he wrote, the difference between passion and addiction is that of a spark that inspires and a flame that incinerates. Craving is an expression of desire or a passion for something. We crave something because we feel something is missing in our lives, in our relationships, in our bodies. The craving or desire for what we feel we need or want is essential for growth and change. And craving can fan the flames that feed an addiction and propel a person on a path to self-destruction. What makes the case of craving so curious is identifying where the craving comes from. Is it a healthy craving or an unhealthy craving? Is it serving a purpose for health and growth? Or is it serving the needs or the tendency towards self-destruction? In other words, what is the goal of the body or the mind's experience of craving? Craving is essential for survival. We crave things we need to survive. We crave food. We crave drinks. We crave sex, fun, sleep. For example, we crave foods like a colorful salad with different tastes and textures or a juicy steak. These foods may have important nutrients that our body craves. But craving for food can also be addictive. Think of sugar or comfort foods that makes us eat when we're bored or stressed and not even when we're hungry. Craving is a hallmark feature of addictive behaviors. In addiction, we crave some things we know are not good for us and act on them despite the consequences. Again, in addiction, we crave some things we know are unhealthy and we act on the craving despite the consequences. Craving can be the cue or reminder that we need to take care of ourselves in healthy ways. Craving connection with others when we feel lonely or craving some alone time, sitting quietly in front of a fire or on the couch with a good book for rest and relaxation. Craving something when we're thirsty. Craving can be a cue to self-care. Another example is one my mother gave me from when she was a little girl. During World War II, the Nazis occupied all of the Netherlands, where my mom is from. Food was scarce, and she recalled finding herself licking iron bars to get iron in her system. I actually looked it up. Cooking in an iron skillet can add significant amounts of iron into your diet. Clearly, her body was craving iron. But the phenomena of craving is so commonly associated with addiction, and for good reason. The overwhelming power of the feeling of craving may be entirely responsible for why it is so hard to change addictive behaviors. Again, the overwhelming power of the feeling of craving may be entirely responsible for why it is so hard to change addictive behaviors. Take nicotine as an example. Even after years of not having any nicotine in the body, someone who was formerly addicted or dependent on nicotine can experience powerful cravings that can sometimes lead back 
to full-blown active nicotine addiction. I know, I had this experience happen to me. After three years of not smoking, I was at a wedding where cigars were being passed around. The craving was so strong to partake in the celebration by smoking a cigar. And well, that set off the next 17 years of struggling on and off with nicotine addiction. Thankfully, it's been nearly six years with no nicotine in my system, but you never know. The curious case of craving presents us with a powerful paradox. Craving can keep us from suffering and craving can cause suffering. Craving can create and craving can kill. It's curious, isn't it?